What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Fandalorian Club here on Apocalypse Movies. It is Fando Friday. It is Bad Batch Day. And we are here to review the fifth episode of the Bad Batch. And the whole crew is here for the first time this season. Uh, I missed last week. Uh, G was on last week the first time. Now it's the whole crew going forward because G was finally committed to watching the Bad Batch. <laughs> and we are here to break it down, talk about it, and review it. Crew, how we doing, guys? How's everybody's Friday? I almost forgot what day. Mando Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> almost forgot day. Well, we said well. twice. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good. For Honestly, for half a second, I don't know why I went, did I watch it? Like, while the, <laughs> while the, the, the trailer, your little intro was. That would have been funny. But uh, <laughs> I just forgot. Yeah, I was just like, wait a minute. Did I watch it? Yeah, no, I watched it. Okay, just make sure. Good. Because all the footage in the intro is now officially out the window. Pretty much. Uh, there's like only like five. There's a couple scenes. Left. This was this was the last episode that had any kind of footage, I believe, because we see the fight between Hunter and the, the main, main character. In this one, show. there's like one main scene that keeps going. It's like they're in the snow. No, that was the first episode, Brian. No, because she's well, using the Omega hasn't used oh, the bow oh, yet. In the, yeah. in, okay, you're, okay, okay, okay. With, the, with the bow and arrow. I thought you were talking about the when they were fighting the droids. No, 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 no. no. When okay. she's okay. using her thing, but she did get it, and we'll talk about it. Yep. So, Jacob, oh, yeah. how you guys doing? Uh, pretty, pretty good. Another. Well, we'll get to the thoughts on that, but um, yeah, just you know, hanging out, trying to stay cool. It's getting hotter here in Northern California, and uh my sensitive skin doesn't like it so oh. <laughs> at least you guys aren't in a garage very true i forget that every time we're all talking about it being hot we got our acs on jake's in the garage <laughs> when i was there i went into the garage it was it was fine it wasn't as hot as it was now please mm. i was thinking about this earlier i don't know why but i was like jake should get that garage insulated and get the ac pumping into there somehow I don't know how expensive that would be, but <laughs> well, so if I'm not mistaken, because so I I live in a half plex, which means oh, that's right, yeah, connected. yeah, yeah. That's um, true. And this wall is actually insulated because uh, that makes sense. There's a house here, and then our house continues on the other side of that wall. But it's these two walls, the ones that I'm closest to, that are not insulated. Mm. Sun sets right here, so the sun is coming directly at me every time I'm on the computer. But yeah, but no, doing well, man. It's good, you know, working here and there, just taking a break to talk about some Star Wars. So it's a good Eating, thing. Uh, taking a break from Chick Fil A, you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're here to do uh, Bad Batch episode five, titled Rampage, um, and we finally are getting into almost what this series has always intended to be. Uh, obviously, it was going to tackle some things at the beginning of this the season, right? With the 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 upbringing of the empire and the transition, and everything. But we always figured that at some point the Bad Batch were going to become become some kind of bounty hunter slash mercenaries at some point, and we get the first real taste of it in this episode. Um, some really cool moments between a lot of different characters and some even returning characters, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Jacob, I'm going to start with you, man. Overall thoughts, opinions on this episode, Rampage episode five. I really like this episode, actually. Uh, I mean, it's probably my favorite episode since the first one, actually. Mm. I, I was really invested. I For these, I just watch them in the morning right when I wake up. Uh, so it's, it's nice to start my morning like that. Cup of coffee, some Star Wars. 
and, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I know <clears throat> we saw some familiar things that we, you know, from the Star Wars lore, which is very exciting. Uh, and I love that they, you know, they make it part of the story. They don't just force it in. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we got some good action here, um, some comedy. So it's good. And I, like, to me, Omega, they can't just have her there just because they want to have a, a cute kid along for the ride. They got to make her useful and important. And I feel like they did that with this episode. So I liked it a lot. Gio? Agree. Uh, you know, going off of what Jacob was saying, I, uh, I think that the Bad Batch crew is finally – well, some of them have always been, you know, a little more comfortable than others, but they're all starting to um, be open and welcoming to her and having contributions, whether, you know, it was intended or, or not. You know, we see early on she gets a uh, crosshair is a uh, calm, which um, anytime crosshair is mentioned, I'm just like, oh, man, poor guy. Like, you know, because like, poor, poor crosshairs. Yeah, because he, uh, you know. Well, you know no, what happened. Not poor crosshairs. Poor yeah. Bad Batch. Huh? <laughs> not poor crosshairs. Poor Bad Batch. No, like because you know the cr- crosshair. He, he got his uh, chip against his up. will. He's it's kind of against his will. It's kind of against way. his will, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean the, the dude, the dude seems like a murder bot. So <laughs> he was very close know. to being this, but they just <laughs> you know they boosted I'm his also- chip. Mind you, I'm I'm also the guy who's like, oh, U.S. agent. Like, man, they they went a little too far. With Seriously, him. yeah. This, but <laughs> for some reason, this dude likes murder bots. I don't know why. I uh, it's murder bots. Okay. Do, do I do I support it in real life? No, but in the world of fiction, absolutely. I don't know. They're they're more interesting. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah. So it's nice to see them. You know, kind of. You know, by the end of the episode, you know, she has her own weapon and stuff, and she's like even more a part of the Bad Batch crew now. She even had her little clone doll uh, go into, uh, you know, oh, yeah, makeover. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to get all to the episode. General thoughts. I enjoyed it. We'll talk about it. So, yeah. Uh, Mr. Brian. I enjoyed it. Um, it's, I went from loving the first one, okay on the second one, eh, on the third one. Loving the fourth one, and now I'm kind of riding that same train. Uh, it it kind of dipped for me for a second, but it's it's picked up. I think the the story of Fennec chasing them is kind of interest interesting and making me like care a little bit more. Um, and kind of to what Jacob and Geo said. Uh, sh- Omega's just not a kid. Like she's actively helping them. She's not just this annoying tag along. Like she's actually doing stuff and they're actually trusting her. So um, I'm liking it. I'm like, I think, well, I've always liked it, but um, I'm enjoying it currently. So yeah. What about you? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm with Jacob when he says that this is my favorite since the first episode. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode and it's because of what I said up top. It's, it's what I've been waiting for as far as like the bounty hunter mission slash mercenary stuff that they're going to get into eventually. Uh, I, that's what I want to see personally. Obviously I, I want to see like this empire stuff and how it kind of unfolds. And I love the Fennec stuff and, every, and everything like that, but I want to see them on missions uh, collecting, you know, bounty pucks and part of the, whether it's part of the guild or just doing side jobs or whatever, 
that's how they're going to survive. And um, I'm glad we kind of got a tease in it. Whether or not they do it here going forward, I'm not sure. But I'm glad that we got to look into it. Uh, Brian, you mentioned Fennec. Let's start with her. Because we got her kind of in the beginning. And then towards the end, obviously, when we learned a little bit of information, she wasn't actually in it, but she was uh, just through some information here. Um, and we learned a couple things as far as what she's doing is, one, she, and I forget the term that they use, but she's basically working on a personal call. Like someone- Mercenary. Isn't they call her a mercenary? Well, no, They. what I'm saying is uh, Sid reveals that she's not actually working for a guilt job. She was hired by someone individually. Mm -hmm. um which, which is a big deal which clear in i also took that as not java too uh agreed i i don't think it's not Java. i don't i definitely don't think it's java um yeah, no and no. so it's it's not a guild job like for example when we talk about guild jobs like the beginning of mandalorian when mando was working for the guild mm -hmm. she's not doing that she's working for someone who is paying her to do this mm -hmm. um and so that's an interesting pit uh piece of information because we don't know who it's for was it independent contract Independent contractor, I think, is the term that they use. Correct. Uh, and then two, um, Sid had revealed that she's actually new on the scene. Uh, so she's very yeah. fresh. She's a newer bounty hunter, but she's already made a name for herself. Uh, in what form? We're not sure. Maybe it was capturing some big bounty or making some kind of statement. I don't know if we'll ever find that out. But she's brand new to the scene. She's only been there for a long time or a little time. And she is on an independent contract. And that leaves open a lot of doors because it could be someone that we know. It could be someone that we're, that we're going to be introduced for the first time. But it's not the guild, which means it's a little bit more of a personal job. Obviously, with Omega and her connection and everything going on. Gio, I'll start with you on this one, man. What do you think of this? Well, now that I know that she is Fennec and Fennec is you know, Ming-Na Wen from The Mandalorian, it, it starts to make more sense. Uh, you missed it last week, but I was like, it, like, who is Fennec? And then, oh, Fennec is this person. That's what, that's what I get. But, yeah, he had um, a revelation last week, and it was actually kind of fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, as far as the character goes, like, I, I like that they're, you know, especially with a, a show like this, they're, they're not just making a bad batch. They're throwing in little things here and there with, other characters, especially they're taking advantage of the hype of the characters at the time. Fennec coming off of Mandalorian. And what they're doing is they're hinting and giving little tidbits about who is this Fennec and how are the other bounty hunters or the other people from different planets, different parts of the galaxy, how are they reacting to her and her sudden rise um, to you know, uh, making a name for herself. So that I do appreciate, even though she wasn't really in the episode, you could definitely feel her presence carry over from the previous one. So uh, for me, it, it, it worked and only gets me thinking more about who it could possibly uh, be. I'm sure the diehards out there probably haven't figured it out, but I, I haven't. So, yeah, I have a thought, but I'll save it. <laughs> uh, Brian, wait, you your thought about who hired her. Yeah. I have mine too. I actually literally have a list. Well, sure. <laughs> I, I, oh, wow. I think it's, I think, it, I think, I don't, well, obviously, I don't know if it's going to happen, um, <clears throat> but I think the perfect person would be Dryden Voss. Who? Isn't that he? That would dead? be kind of cool. Would he be? No, he's Dryden not. Dryden Voss is the villain in Solo. From Paul Solo. Oh, you should have said that. Okay. <laughs> Watch I need to watch Solo, Solo again. again. Yeah. Remember, we saw Dryden Voss in Clone Wars season seven. Yeah, 
And a lot of people have been saying that you don't create these characters just for a small appearance like that. You're going to save these <clears throat> these files of these characters that you create. We're going to see Dryden Voss. We're going to see I mean, it. It wouldn't be a bad thing. I'm not. I'm down for it. I wouldn't doubt it at this point. I mean, he's still working for like essentially she's be working for Crimson Dawn. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. she'd be working for Crimson Dawn. And at this point, we don't know what Maul is up to if if he is still involved or or how involved he is at the moment. Um, but it could create a very interesting storyline. Yeah. Uh, well, to me, it comes down to who knows about her. That's the thing. It's not like the whole galaxy knows that she exists. So I think. See, I want to go with the Kaminoans. Not, that not that they. I mean, how does how do we know that that's how it's pronounced? Do they do they it's say that? Kaminoans. Yeah. Kaminoans. <laughs> tomato. Tomato. But anyways, the because I think they might want her back. Obviously, she was special yeah, to them. Hundred percent. She. I think they let them get away because she didn't want the empire catching her. And obviously she was trying to get away with the bad batch. So they would have gotten in trouble, but I think it's, it has to be them or unless Tarkin somehow knows, or somebody knows some secret about her or something like that. But to me, it has to be them. All right. So far you guys have said three of my four. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have Dryden Voss on the list, Brian? No, I didn't. Who uh, is, so who, who, what was your list? My list was Maul, the Kaminoans, Yep. Tarkin, yep. and uh, I just had to point out Boba Fett maybe wants her because, I mean, technically they're related. He's the second, or she would be the second ever un-sped-up-aged clone next to him. Hmm. So maybe like... Well, why wouldn't he just go get her then? Because he doesn't want people to know that he's looking yeah. for her or something well, that also, would make sense yeah also with, and i don't think it's a known thing outside of the people in episode two who the clones are made after right so i mean like no it's no that and well I, what i was gonna say too is at this point in the galaxy boba is probably like early 20s pretty young yeah so um I don't know if he would hire her just because he's so young, but I have no doubt we'll see him. I I, I like that theory though, Brian, because it's basically his little sister in a way. Yeah. yeah. So and plus, I mean, wow, right? And so she's I mean, Omega Fett. I mean, yeah, you could say that. Hey, I mean, technically, they're all siblings, but like she, like Brian said, she's the first like unaccelerated one. You yeah. know? Yeah, and also. <clears throat> um, I mean, do they look identical? Probably not. But like, if he was to go after her, she would just probably be like, "That's another clone." As well, and the Bad Batch would as well. They're going to be yeah. who he is too. So that's why I'm kind of thinking maybe someone else. But I just think it would be kind of cool to think of like the fact that, hey, that's my little sister. She's not a typical altered clone. I need. To get to her i don't know that was my thought process it's kind of cool to think about but well and the connection with him and fennec and later on so yeah. it, that's interesting but yeah those were my those were my four guesses um 
it, I mean, they, look, it, oh. oh, go ahead, Gio. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, have they ever interacted before or met uh, Boba and Omega? Not that we Any know of, of but highly, no, highly, highly, highly doubtful. That would be a missed opportunity if they never interact or something, you know, like and, in my, in my mind, I don't know. And bounty hunters are kind of the hot thing right now because you've got the comics going into a whole entire thing about bounty hunters. And, uh, I mean, yeah. Well, and, and the last time we saw Boba, if I'm not mistaken, he was actually running his own little squad. Um, and that was the episode where Ventress kind of infiltrated and was part of the bounty hunter team. Um, he was only a teenager as this like badass bounty hunter running like with or saying and Bosk and like this crew that was legit bounty hunters around the galaxy. And we haven't seen him since. Um, we have not seen him since. So he's obviously grown up. He's probably doing some crazy things. Um, with the shift of the empire, I'm sure it shakes his work up a little bit. I do think we'll see him. I don't know how, but I, I hundred percent think that we will see him at some point. I do too. It's, it's like a monstrosity. I mean, they're, they're clearly not afraid to use these future people. Cause I mean, we saw Bibbs Fortuna, which was kind of cool. <laughs> and then, We've now heard the mention of Jabba, then Fennec. So, it, I mean, it it only seems kind of right and obvious that he, him of all people would appear. Well, he makes sense because his connection to the clones and all yeah. that. So it makes sense for sure. Connection, the fact that he's getting his own show with <laughs> Fennec. And Fennec's here. Like, there's yeah. so much going on with it. Yeah. So who knows, but uh, all right, let's shift gears away from Fennec right now and, and get into the kind of heart of the episode here. So what's happening is the Bad Batch uh, is headed to uh, meet some kind of informant who Echo basically says, it. I've heard of this informant. They can get some information. I've never met this informant. Um, I don't know what this informant looks like. Uh, and the character name is Sid and the Bad Batch. They have no idea how to find this person. But then all of a sudden, Omega's like, hey, this is Sid. Here you go. Here's this <laughs> character. Um, which is interesting. I mean, how did she do that? Don't know. We'll see. But uh, so we see this obvious, I think, to everyone but <laughs> the bad batch. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, but so what's happening here is that to get the information they want about Fennec and what she is basically after and why she's after them, uh, she the, the batch has to do a job for Sid. And she says, hey, there's this child uh, being held captive, and I need you to get the child back essentially is what's happening. And uh, we get this really cool sequence of, of stuff where first they get captured, then we get some action, then we get an appearance by a Rancor, and all this really cool things are starting to happen in this episode, all bunched together. Uh, Omega's kind of on her own. She unleashes the Rancor, Moochie, uh, who we find out is actually the target that they're after. Um, but let's just kind of talk about this a little bit because it was there was a lot of cool things happening here. Uh, you get to see the Bats use their abilities in the way that they're supposed to. Um, kind of back to their old tactical ways. Uh, Omega kind of gets in the fight a little bit, uh, and we get to see a baby Rancor, which is never bad. <laughs> uh, I did not, I did not see the Moochie twist coming. That slapped me in the face. Yeah, I, I didn't. I thought oh. I legit thought it was the kid, but I thought I thought there was going to be something about the kid that we were going to find out. Something, but apparently it was from that character to a different character is what we found out. So yeah. Which makes it even sadder when the Rancor dies now in Return of the 
Hey, spoiler. Come on. Oh, God. So I don't, that's not the same Rancor. Are you sure? I think it is, Jake. I mean, I don't know. I assumed it was because yeah. we so, don't ever see another one. So Moochie is a female. The one in the in the in the Return of the Jedi is a male. And the care and it's it's actually mentioned in Aftermath Life Debt. That Rancor's mm. name is Patisa and it's a male. Oh, okay. Rancor. So well, but here's the thing. Way. So here's the, like average fans, it's a cool connection. Be like, oh, that's Java's Rancor. For the hardcores, it's like, oh, Jabba's had connections with Rancor all this time. He just likes having Rancors around. Mm. So either way, it's cool, you know, because yeah, exactly. that's probably her, her, his sister or something, or is related to him. Somehow. Maybe his mom. Yeah, maybe. And depending mm. on how they age, right? Like, who knows? Well, and I was thinking when I was watching, I was like, because I first thought it was the same Rancor, and then I kind of looked it up, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I thought to myself, wow. They're going to show us this Rancor, and we all know that the Rancor gets just destroyed by a door in Return of the Jedi. We know how its life ends, and now you're just going to show us the in its baby version, and we think it's adorable, when really it's a killer. It's like, adorable. I like it better that it's it not kind of the same one, to be honest. I yeah, like it better that it's not the same one. Yeah, that's fair. But, but I mean, it shows that he was like collecting them or kept a few on they're hand. Like his, they're, they're like his pets. They're like his dogs. He, yeah. he keeps Rancors. Yeah, so he can kill people. <laughs> so they can apparently, kill people. so he can literally feed people to that. Apparently. Um, so then, I mean, yeah, the whole thing was cool. Like, because we talked about this. Where is the season going? How are they going to fill? What is it? Sixteen episodes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, of us, and then what's going to happen in between? And they kind of used them meeting this this lady and you know this whole mission to say, okay, now they kind of have like a purpose now for a while, at least probably going to be doing jobs for her. They need money. Right. So, and now they got people searching for them. So I like this episode because it gives us a clearer path onto what's coming, you know, at least for the next few weeks or so. Uh, but yeah, that was really cool. Just, just the rancor in general, just seeing one and having it be a part of the story. And I just really like, I like how they got out, like how Omega was the had to do something to help get them out, and then uh, like the fight, like it was you didn't really know what was going to happen. You had the big what I'm sure you guys know the name of the flying creature that like no. the species is it new? It's, like the, I've never seen it. Yeah. Before. <laughs> um, I've, I feel like they're they're connected to the Zygarians, which is what the, the because you're like was. there's no way the Rancor could beat that, but depending on the the fight, you know you got to get upper hand and and then we see uh you know what's his name wrecker the wrecker fight the rancor and it's like how's he gonna fight the rancor Until they're both like like Rocky yeah. apollo like yeah. yeah so it was just a fun like like action episode i think for me uh, so real quick i just want to say something before you guys we move on um did anybody get kong versus godzilla vibes when there was a lizard and the rancor fighting <laughs> yeah i didn't think about it but it was full and i don't know watch it again i promise you just watch the well, sequence yep. now the that music, you mentioned that the, the music changes <clears throat> it feels like kong versus godzilla well the creature uses its tail to hit him multiple times he grabs the tail and swing or she grabs the tail and just swings it. it so and then got on top and's like going like this so yeah. i mean i Let's see it now it's funny because I thought at first it was uh, the screechy monster from Attack of the Clones, and I got really excited. The ones that go, wah, 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 wah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think it starts with a V. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Excuse me. 
I don't think I've never seen that before. That was like well, a that's good because they got to introduce new creatures too, right? They can't just yeah. keep showing the same old ones. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm I'm actually I was actually kind of more curious. I don't have we ever seen Jake? You can correct me if I'm wrong. Like people that look like that before? Zygarians, we've seen them very, very briefly. Mm. Yeah, it's very briefly. They're one of the big species in all of canon that not only that I've been wanting to see, but people have been calling for for a very, very long time because their big deal is they're one of the few species in the galaxy. And it says in the episode that they're known as slavers. Yeah. And they don't um, follow the rules and slaving slaving has obviously been banned, but they, that's like what their culture is. They're slavers. Yeah. And so people have been wanting to see them. And I'm very happy. I hope we see them again because they're a very cool. Like that whip thing that dude had, that was badass. It was like a vibro so, whip. Or yeah. I, I hope we see them again. They're really, really cool. Like, yeah. Whip so, from Iron Man too. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad she, she finally, that Omega finally picked up that. They made a big deal about that. It was like, like yeah, stop, the, the awesome. music changes. Yeah. I'm excited to see her use that. But again, like I said in the beginning, I'm just excited she's not a useless character. Like she's not a tag along that they're just like, oh, here's the little kid aspect to draw other little kids to watch the show. She's legitly doing something and she saved them. This time they would not have gotten away with this mission if she had not saved them. And that little like trick of the whatever you want to call it, call it that like Arius Stark sleight of hand where she's like just has the thing, the cage lock in her hand. I was like, all right, I see you. That was badass. Go ahead, Gio. Which, no, which that that's as a grown man for myself, that is a dangerous line to toe because I don't want that to become a reoccurring thing where the bad batch need to be saved by this little girl. Don't get me wrong. As, as a kid, you know, you'd be like, Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. She's, she's great. She's badass. But I'm speaking as an adult here. I'm just like, look, the show is called the bad batch. Okay. I want to see the bad batch in actions. I want to see them figure it out. Show me other than episode one, why they are who they are. And, you know, now that they're in this uh, situation throughout the whole galaxy where they are wanted men, you know, like, how do they respond to that? Like, I don't mind seeing Omega, you know, do her thing here and there, you know, because I think there's something that's truly special with her character that will be revealed. Um, but I just I, I hope it doesn't become a reoccurring thing every other episode, you know, so. Well, this is the first time they've really done it. So we'll see how it goes. But also, I think I think they were stalling to try to figure out the situation because record broke out easily. But if he would have broken out before that, they would have just had to fight them all and they maybe not have not gotten out. So then her causing the distraction allowed him to break out and free everybody else and so on yeah. and so forth. So I do think they're more capable than than we think. Like I was thinking for a second, I was like, there's no way they're just like helpless against these guys. There's no way. But I don't think, I think they got to play it smart is what, what they did. They waited for an opportunity in my I mind. Was, was I the only one that immediately thought when they had like the high ground looking down, I was like, damn, if they have crosshairs right now, this would be the story. <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't sure. cross my mind because I've 
you know, F that guy. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> but there's, and they haven't really shown him, right? Ever no. since like two or three episodes ago? No. And no. it's funny because they've been in very many situations so far where if they had crosshairs, they could have easily just mm-hmm. done something so, stupid. I think that's the point, though. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would hope so. But like, it's just kind of like, oh, again, classic Star Wars. Someone has the high ground, but they don't have the advantage to just, he could literally just, uh, all right, go grab the kid. Do you think Omega's going to become like the new marksman of the crew? I mean, just because she's getting the weapon to be able to do that. I think she's going to be the one that is very, like they showed in this episode, the best way I can describe it is she's the sleight of sleight of hand character mm-hmm. where she can sneak in and out, kind of pull those True, sneaky, yeah. secretive jobs. It reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy where they are like, we kept you because you were small and can fit into tiny places. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. I think she's kind of a jack of all trades, you know, in a way. Like, she can kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh, but I just wonder because obviously there's no crosshair. And obviously they're like, here's crosshair's calm. And now you have a bow and arrow type weapon. And thing. And we saw her. I think she was using a blaster in episode one or two. The and first doing, episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, doing pretty good with it. So yeah. we'll see. I just um, love that she was like literally every kid adult or young that's like with once she gets the calm she's like yes oh, oh yeah and that goes in the other room she's like uh yes roger yes because yeah, i'm like i would 100 percent do that <laughs> like yeah. yeah i got you and she's like i'm foot away <laughs> uh funny. all right real quick uh the flying monster is called a breezak mm, uh nice. i looked that up um and i had never seen that before but i want to talk about wrecker I want to talk about record. Uh, um, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was kind of rubbing his head a little bit. And this was a very quick moment in this episode uh, before kind of everything went down. But again, he was having headaches um, and he was kind of rubbing his head. That that chip is coming. It's it's going off. It yeah. is going off. And it's going to be terrifying because he is obviously the strongest of all of them. Um, he is also the most lovable. And they've been setting it up. Because this character uh, and his relationship with Omega has blossomed so much, they're setting us up for heartbreak, right? If I don't, I'm not saying Wrecker's going to die. I'm not saying that they're going to take him down, but something is going to happen to where he's going to turn, and they're going to have to pin him down. They're going to have to, you know, shoot him down, do something to stop him because that chip is without a doubt going off. I think some it'll go off. And then it'll be like your, not typical, but your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you're just like, where Omega's just like, this isn't you. And oh, the, the cliche. Cliche. Where, thank you. That's the word I was looking you for. You know, snap out of it. Yeah, that know. that possible. We're thing. gonna, uh, you know, win the war by saving. But will alone. he be able to though, with <laughs> without someone taking it out? And well, and I said earlier, <laughs> at some point, I think they're going to have to find a way to either like burn those chips internally where they just can't take it out, fry it. So it doesn't work or they're going to learn how to take it out. And I don't, I I don't throw out the idea of like, that's kind of maybe what they do for a little bit is find certain clones that we maybe know and like Rex, well, Rex did it himself, didn't he? Te- 
technically. Uh, well, no, Ahsoka did it for him. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I would personally love to see Cody appear somewhere and then him just be a complete asshole still. <laughs> I need to see Cody die. Exactly. And I need to I see would... Cody die. Yeah. The dude I... shot Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. I want to see them find <clears throat> him and be like, we can fix you. And him just be like, no, nah, I'm good. And then they have to literally. I like, want to see a Hunter versus Cody showdown. That's what I want to see. That'd be dope. But I'm yeah. so glad you brought up this thing with Wrecker in his head because as soon as I saw that, because I think it was two weeks ago we were talking about it, and I was like, no, he just hit his head. And you guys were like, no, it has to do with the chip. And then I was like, well, we'll see. And then once I saw it again here, I was like, oh, there's definitely something wrong with his chip. Mm-hmm. And you're right. This is like the worst character. Because if they did it to like tech, sure, that's a problem. But we wouldn't be as like, oh, my goodness. If it, obviously Wrecker's Hunter, the most lovable. He's, Hunter would be a big deal because he's the leader. Yeah. But Wrecker is like, we don't want anything to happen to Wrecker, you know? Yeah. So that is like the way to get at the viewers, you know, heartstrings. So I, yeah, that, that's a big deal to me. And I think, I think you guys are right. I think there will be a storyline of episode or two where their, their mission is to figure this out and get these chips out of their heads. Yeah. The, you think an episode or two, I think it'll be a, a maybe long, it'll be yeah, maybe more. Yeah. The the big question when it comes to this though is when it does go off, what happens? Because they technically have to be around a Jedi for Ex- him. To that's what turn. I was thinking. Yeah, like like is it just so much of like at this point it could be oh you're not in line with the Empire, get out of my way. I mean I don't know what's going to happen, but I, it we've always been led to believe that a Jedi has to be in the vicinity for him to kind of like like crosshairs for example. Right? Maybe it's on. And but there's no Jedi around him right now, and yeah, um, that's true. It could already be on. Yeah, and maybe that's why he's just like ah, because it's it's on, but nothing. Because yeah, I mean, maybe it's giving him a headache because it's trying to tell him something, but they're not around anybody for it to actually like activate. Oh, that would be wild because we'd probably meet just some random Jedi that we like, and then the thing just switches, or some random Jedi that we've never met then end up liking and then it switches and then we're just like, Oh crap. And yeah. Like could, could Wrecker end up actually killing a Jedi? Yeah. Cause then now you're morally like, Oh, but he killed someone. Yeah, I mean, the chips also make them follow order more susceptible to follow orders. Right. In general. Yeah. So, but there's no empire authority there to tell them what to do. So, Unless they run into something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If, if the chip activates and they run into Tarkin or they run into Crosshair and now he listens to Crosshair and now that's, oh, no. see, that's going to be all bad. But Ugh. I guarantee you, like, whatever happens, Wrecker is not going to die and Wrecker is not going to end up on the bad side. Like, he will, he might for a little bit, but like, they won't end the season with Wrecker on the, Bad side. I don't he better know. not. He's <laughs> on him. He's right there. I would. Throw oh, really? His pop away if that happened. Yeah, you've ever seen him? Oh, nice. He's cool. I'd throw his pop away if that happened. Don't say that. <laughs> See, little record guy. That's See, cool. Like, I like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's definitely gonna be interesting. We'll have to I'm wait. Buy Jacob crosshairs. Uh, pop. <laughs> no, you need I'll, to get that I'll one. I'll rip his head off and give it to Kylo. Or something. <laughs> um, I think I will say. I think that to me right now is the most interesting story moving forward. I, that, yeah, I, so I'm, I want them to be mercenaries. I want them to be a crosshairs versus bad batch situation. That's what I want. 
I want to see them go up against crosshairs at some point. They have to they have to come back together at some point as far as uh, fighting each other. Because I, I don't think crosshairs is going to turn back personally. Um, but I do think that at some point they're going to have to face off against each other. He'll turn back when he's dying. Yeah, I feel like he's going to turn sacrifice back and then himself. make a sacrifice. Or yeah, there you, there you go. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Every, like, Seeing that part kind of made me even more like excited. Like I was like, oh crap, that thing's still there. It's like that looming threat that you're just kind of like, oh God, when, it, when that thing goes off, all heck is going to break loose. So I'm excited for it. This episode got me excited for a lot of future things. Her with that crossbow thing. Wrecker with his head hurting. Uh, just the fact that Omega is actually like useful Fennec. So there's a lot of pieces right now. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of pieces right now. Uh, real quick. I did want to bring up a question before we get out of here. This is from star drew. Uh, when will we see the empire buy or make the Mandalorian armor and screw them in the process? So what star drew is referring to here is the night mm -hmm. of a thousand tears mentioned in the Mandalorian. Oh. Could we see that in the bad batch? That would I don't think season one. Yeah, but I definitely think it's possible to see at some point. I forgot about that whole situation. Like season two, like, what if there's like a year, like a year out or something? There is a big possibility that we could see that because by the time the rebels, mm -hmm. the rebels comes around, oh no, it takes place after rebels, huh? I was gonna say, I I think it would more likely happen in a flashback in the Mandalorian. It takes place. I think it takes place after the timeline of rebels. Now that I'm thinking about it. Because Bo-Katan was in the fight, and the last time we saw her in Rebels, she had the Darksaber. So probably not in the Bad Batch now that we're talking about it. I want to see it in live action in uh, Mandalorian. I, I flashback do think we'll something. see a, a live... I, we got to see the Gideon, the Gideon mm -hmm. takeover of Mandalore in a flashback. I think I, so. That might be the opening scene of Season 3. Because they got to create the context for the Darksaber and all that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, what do I look forward to? Gio, what about you? I mean, I I don't exactly know the timelines. I'm sorry. Like, as far as, you know, when they happen, I'm still figuring out where Mandalorian takes place. But after um, Return of the Jedi. It's all tough to keep up, man. Like, make a hey. chart. What are you talking <laughs> about? You keep up with the Snyderverse every day. How is this hard to keep track of? This is different, okay? If Zack Snyder was in the uh, Lucas film, Star Wars, then. Anyways. Um... No, I'm with Jacob. I want to see it live action. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. this, this sounds like a a monumental event or storyline that happens that kind of affects everything going forward, and it makes sense. As long as you see Filoni's name on a project, executive producer or writer or whatever, there's a chance you could see it on that, but I don't think it'll be Bad Batch. So Yeah, so with the timeline as far as events, so in Rebels, the last time we saw Bogotan, she had the Darksaber. The next time we saw her, she didn't have the Darksaber, and she talked about how she lost it. I think that's the flashback we'll eventually see when she's telling the story to Din of how she lost it. It's against Moff Gideon. The Empire is taking over Mandalore. They're taking all the Beskar, and we're essentially going to see, like, I don't know. I wouldn't I would even hate, like, a full episode just dedicated back to a flashback, personally. I, I can just picture the, <laughs> the epicness of the score and just ah, people. Don't get me excited. 
Mandalorians just fighting and then because we still have like falling. a year until season three. It's so far away. Jetpacks everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, That'd be an expensive man. episode. You're talking like oh my god, it would also be like the highest watched episode, 60 probably. 60 million just for one episode or something. I don't know. That's fine. They can afford worth it. every penny. Yeah. Worth every penny. <laughs> Disney's <laughs> fine with that. Worth every penny. Um. All right. Hey, any any final thoughts on episode five? Ramp. Gio, go ahead. I just had a quick thing. I I was hearing that they are considering or they've already canceled the Rangers of the New Republic or something like that. So maybe they take that budget and put it toward more Mandalorian. Who knows? I mean, we we were told just a that, random thought. So no, we were told that when when all those announcements were made, that Rangers, Ahsoka, and Mando, and maybe Boba, uh, were all going to be an MCU style event where they were kind of on a collision course. So it's very possible that they put the budget and up the ante on Mando, Boba, and Ahsoka to do that if they're not going to sub a show or replace the show mm-hmm. um, it, it definitely is possible definitely is possible yeah that makes sense i mean yeah and, and like brian said we have big time star wars characters coming in maybe that money goes towards a casting maybe that money goes towards makeup i mean there's there's possibilities to just up the ending in a lot of corners uh if they are in fact um, fully canceling that project. So we'll have to wait and see. Towards Filoni's lifetime contract with Lucas. Or... <laughs> yeah. Not opposed I mean, to that. I mean, again, no problem with that. Uh, well, well worth it. Well worth yeah. it. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, that's going to wrap up our Bad Batch talk today. Episode five, Rampage. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Everybody watching, Stardew for commenting. Uh, we do Fan Lauren Club every single Friday right here, four o'clock Pacific, right here on the channel. Uh, and we have a long ways to go. We have 16 episodes to cover. We are only on episode five. And we'll be here every single Friday uh, for Fando. And then every Tuesday, Apocalypse Now, 7 o'clock Pacific. This Tuesday is a full-on Zack Snyder episode, everybody. It's a Zack Snyder episode. Be prepared. Uh, and none of us can be here except for Gio. Oh, no. Be prepared. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but again, for uh, for the whole crew here, uh, Gio, Jacob, Brian, and myself, thank you guys so much. We are the Fandalorian Club, and we'll catch you guys next Friday. See you.